Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Mickey broke the record at Camp Benny's on oysters. About however many you can eat. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 40 years, and along with winning numerous national and local tournaments, Captain Mickey was recently inducted into the Saltwater Legends Hall of Fame. Uh, the reason I broke the record is I don't think I had enough money in my pocket to pay for all of them. Because if you break the record, everybody <laughs> with you eats free. Now here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Friday morning. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman producing the Outdoor Show. This morning is Jake and a little front blew in during the night. And uh, here we go. It's going to cool down a little bit. All right, right now in Galveston, it's 50 degrees. And today they're calling for a mix of clouds and sun with gusty winds, high of 53. North winds 20 to 30 with higher wind gusts. And uh, tonight, clear. Windy this evening, low near 35. North-northeast winds 20 to 30. And then for tomorrow, except for a few afternoon clouds, mainly, mainly sunny all day with a high of 47. Northeast winds 15 to 25 miles per hour. So another front breezing on through. Nothing like the last one. We'll take it. It's all good. At least there's no fog this morning. Tides for today, there's two of them. These are Galveston Channel tide predictions. Coming up at uh, 522 a.m., we have a low it's a negative 0.6, then a high this afternoon at 2.14 p.m., a 1.0. 7.14 a.m. is sunrise, 5.46 p.m. sunset. And we've got a half moon, 56% headed towards our next full moon. All right, looking at um, current conditions, Galveston Channel down there, it's showing uh, it's 49 degrees with 53-degree water. North-northeast winds 7 to 9 and at Eagle Point, it's 47 degrees with 45-degree water. North-northeast at 3 to 5. And at Morgan's Point, it is 46 degrees with 50-degree water and a north-northeast wind at 12. And uh, that seems a little light. It seems to be blowing a little more than that to me. But that's all we got to work with. It'll work. All right, well, let's, uh, let's run down the coast a little bit to the Freeport area, Tri-Bay area, and check in with a hammer this morning, see what he's up to. Captain Glenn Hammond, good morning. What's up? Hey, good morning, Captain Mickey. Not too much. How are you this morning? Oh, I couldn't be better, brother. 
Thanks for asking. We got we got a little fog in the area. It's oh, it's do you? That up. front hadn't pushed off the coast yet. No, we're just now getting a little north wind, about eight miles an hour. Yeah, to push so, the fog uh, out of here. Yeah, it was kind of kind of fogged in this morning. It was duck but, uh, soup yesterday morning, man. Yeah, how about that day? How that temperature? All of a sudden, three cold, cold days, and then then a I don't know, sixty-five degrees or something yesterday. Texas whatever weather. It was. I think the highest yeah, it got at my house yesterday was about fifty-six, fifty-seven. That 56. wind coming off that cold bay kept it cool right there along the shoreline, but. You move, well, I'll tell you. you know, you go on the other side of I-10, it was 67, something like that. It's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Texas yeah. weather, baby. On uh, Monday, when that thing blew through here, uh, it dropped that temperature to 33 degrees. And when I woke up, the whole intercoastal was steaming. The whole oh, yeah. ocean, the ocean was steaming. It was yes. like that temperature dropped so fast. It was eerie. I mean, buddy, it was eerie. That uh, just to see that man, that ocean being that warm and that air. Well, yeah, you know, all the water temperatures were anywhere from fifty-six to sixty degrees, and you put that uh, Arctic temperatures on it. It, uh, you know, at my house, I couldn't even see where the skyline met the water. It just all, it was just all steam all the way up into mm-hmm. the sky. It was pretty cool looking. Oh, it was blowing off of the bay with that with that north wind and blowing yeah. that steam low to the ground. <laughs> uh, it was something. It was something to see, buddy. Um, we we recorded the winds over fifty miles an hour uh, during oh, that. Oh yeah. Blow. You know, and at two thirty in the morning, that first you know night. Well, actually, the second night, I guess, when we got that reinforcement for that Arctic mm-hmm. air. I guarantee right. you it was gushing to 50 at my house. It woke me up. I said, man, what's going on outside? Oh, it was cranking. And, and and for a while, too, it just kept yes. doing it. It kept doing it. I think we had a low of uh, 24 degrees. I thought I got out of it. Uh, I thought I escaped a bullet. But uh, normally, well, I say I got a PVC pipe broke here and there. But everything I had just finished out at the fish cleaning table, I hadn't wrapped up, and I forgot to Uh-oh. open the pipes up. It splintered every one of those three-quarter-inch PVCs. Man. Yeah, this you got the PVC. It's great stuff to work with, easy to run, and all that. But uh, yeah. if you don't wrap it up, it's it's nuked in this in that kind well, of. Well, we uh, I had a buddy of mine come over yesterday, and he works with that PEX a lot, and he had a coil of it in the back of his uh, truck, and then we went to Lowe's, I mean, uh, Home Depot, and picked up a bunch more brass fittings and we converted all that PVC over to PEX and in, in about an hour and a half we were done. But I mean, that stuff, snap, snap, cut, cut. Uh, I mean, it just, you, it's amazing. It's amazing what he did. Everything that I had done in PVC, he'd done it in different fittings. Now they're proud of those little fittings though, the little nineties and the T's. They're proud of everything these days. Oh, I know it. I know it. I mean, it's anything but, uh, you buy. It's unbelievable. It's crazy. So anyway, we got the water back under the fish cleaning table, and I'm I'm ready for the summer. I'm ready to clean some fish, buddy. I'm uh, uh, luckily, and that's the last PVC here. We're done with it. Everything's the whole house is. I wonder how that uh, pex holds up in frigid temperatures. Well, it free it freezes, but it doesn't split the pipe. That's one thing about it. You might have to wait a couple hours for the to thaw out. You know, to get you some water running through your lines, 
but it will not split the pipe. And uh, I'm all for it, buddy, because you would have seen. Well, how's that stuff to work with? Like it, you say, it comes in a roll. When you unroll mm-hmm. it, does it go straight or does it have memory in it like fishing line? Oh, it's got memory in it. And when uh, it's cold, you've yeah, got to work that stuff. And you've got to cut a piece of it and stretch it and bend it and bend it. And and just, uh, it's a wrestling match. <laughs> there you I mean, go. that stuff, especially in cold weather, you know what I'm saying? That stuff didn't want to work at all. But we got her done, man. We got her done. I'm real happy about it. Uh, sitting there with a full tank of gas. I haven't drove the boat in a week or so. Uh, I'm just a man. I wanted to get out there yesterday, and I couldn't. I had to fix that pipe. Yesterday would have been the day. I feel like if they would have bought I think I heard you say 50 degree water temperature, and that's probably well. Up. Yeah, if, if you can find it, I mean, in certain areas it is. But I talked to some guys yesterday, and most of the water they were seeing was from 43 to 46, and the bite was a little bit tough. Yeah, I bet it was. I bet it's a it's a corky, corky time bite. You know, you know, slow it's month. so weird how Galveston Bay reacts to these cold fronts. You know, some areas you can catch them in that cold water. You know, where they're really stacked up, they got to be thick. But, mm-hmm. you know, you can go over to, you know, like Sabine and Calcasieu. We used to go over there, and we'd catch fish in 40 and 42-degree water wade fishing after one of these, and, and uh, the fish would go nuts in it. But it's like in Galveston, once you get into the 40s, like mid-40s or lower 40s, man, the bite is real lethargic. And then once it gets back to that magic number around 50, they go to snapping big time, you know, 50 and above. Mm-hmm. I know those son of a gun's bound to be hungry now, man. That's a that was a deep cold, and I I drove from here. Melinda and I went down and looked at Christmas Bay. We went to San Luis Pass. You know, we drove down the levee roads and looked around, mm-hmm. and I haven't seen a, a knock on wood. I haven't seen any any floaters, and and uh, hopefully we don't. Uh, have you heard anything about any kind? No, of just fish? turtles. You know, the turtles kind of took it on the chin. Uh, the sea turtles. Yeah. Oh no! Well, yeah. Anyway, man, I feel I feel sorry for them because they're yeah. they're they endangered to, anyway. They just need to live south. Yeah, <laughs> farther north yeah. they come up the coast, the worse it is for them. Well, it's uh, we're gonna we're gonna. I think all my all my projects are done, man. I'm just I don't know. Just want the weather to straighten out. Waiting on a break uh, in the weather. Well, next week it's gonna be break. nice and warm, but we're gonna pull a lot of rain with it. It's gonna be a rainy week. According to all you know, uh, on the coldest the night, this is the same thing that happened last year. With I got a brand new uh, unit in here, heater and everything, and the the voltage, uh, the demand was so strong. We must be in on the end of the line, and I was barely getting. I went and borrowed a, a meter from an electrician friend of mine, and came back and because uh, my wife, my microwave wasn't working, and the AC, I mean the heater, just wasn't. It just was wimpy, just just hardly any power to it. And so I checked the voltage, and what it was is, man, I only had like 113 volts on one leg and 114 on the other, uh, which ain't, I mean, it's weak. Uh, yeah. But that wouldn't the heater wouldn't put out because it wasn't getting 120 volts. It wasn't getting 240 volts. Well, and, I noticed uh, one night at my house, same thing. The lights were kind of dim looking. The same here, exactly. You know, and, uh, the same thing. Especially when the heater would kick on, and uh, mm-hmm. it just and then I talked to a few friends; they were experiencing the same thing. It was like uh, you weren't getting that full one twenty, you know. 
on right. Its leg. Right, that's exactly right. It went what and uh, so anyway, uh, uh, they warmed up a little bit, and all it did it took about twenty miles an hour less of wind because it was just so cold, and with with forty mile an hour wind, this old cabin it was coming in every little crack and crevice. You know what I mean? I, we've got it semi-insulated, but it's going to get drafty. <laughs> A little drafty. Oh, it was a little drafty, to say the least. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, but it's all good. We survived it. And, oh, uh, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully all the bait camps and stuff. There's there's a couple of them that have already shut their doors for the wintertime. Have they? Uh, but there okay. Are, yeah, there's there's still a couple left if you're a, if you're a bait fisherman. I've seen a, I seen a white flag flying, so I know they got some shrimp down here on it. Some of those Maybe places. that was a surrender flag. They've had enough of this yeah. weather. <laughs> <laughs> they have. You know, it's cold down here. But I know uh, right here on the coast, we don't. You know, normally we don't get the freezing temperatures, but we were down below freezing for for quite a few hours. It was in uh, 20, 28, 20, you know, twenty seven, twenty eight degrees, and uh, yeah, it was a pretty good freeze, buddy. Uh, had, I brought up three five-gallon buckets of water just in case of, or you know, I had to shut the water off at night. I'd have something to flush the toilets with, and and uh, the next morning it was four inches of ice on the top of those buckets. But <laughs> that's froze almost solid. That's a that's a deep freeze right there. But we're oh, we're yeah. thawing out. Fifty-one degrees this morning, and little bit of a northwest wind, about seven seven to eleven. It's showing. Uh, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully, if any, anybody gets out there, be careful. Uh, tides are super low. Uh, they they started coming back a little bit with a easier wind yesterday, and the uh, mm-hmm. tides started coming back a little bit. So it should be should be better for the fishermen out there. But uh, that's about down here in this area. Man, there ain't too much going on. Shoot, we just huddled in and. I I got a brand new lawnmower, brand new weed eater, brand new blower, and I can't use any of them. It's still we've had uh, almost six inches of rain just since January the first. You know, and starting to started a new year and started recording it, so we've already had a five and a half inches. And uh, the ground, the mud puddles have just dried up, and hopefully I can get out and do some yard work because I've. I've got some grass to mow. It's starting. You better get it done Finally, for next week because we're supposed to get anywhere from three to five inches in this area. So uh, it's going to be a uh, little soupy. And, and you know what? When that wind died back last night, mosquitoes came back. I was going, yeah, one they, thing about that freeze, they're going to be well, gone. it's cold weather. We're going to get rid of the mosquitoes. I said, no, right. not. I used to hunt in a no. refuge a lot back in the day. And in 19-degree <laughs> weather, you could get bit by a mosquito. I'm they're telling just, you, they're, thick, they're resilient, buddy. They they get down huddling in the grass. I don't know where they go, but they as soon as that wind dies back here, they come again. <laughs> we'll never wipe so, those out. They're like cockroaches. You're just not going to get God rid of them. Dang. All right, man. Well, Hammer, somebody yes, wants sir. to call you about uh, venturing out. Give them a number. You bet. I'm ready to go. 713-208-0683. Happy fun Sunday, everybody, and go Texans. All right, even though it's we'll Friday. Talk to you on Sunday. <laughs> it's yeah. Friday, Glenn. Yeah, we'll talk to you on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, there you All go. Right, I buddy. knew what you meant. See you, buddy. Yeah. All right. That, uh, boy, it'd be a quick week if it was already Sunday. All right, we're, you're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. Love is a burning thing. 
and it makes a fire. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, 418 here in the Bayou City. Let's go up to Fayette County. Let's check in with Bob Green this morning. Mr. Bob Green, what's up, bud? <laughs> Good morning. Had a little Johnny Cash music yes, going sir, this morning. Yes, sir, a little morning. ring of fire there, man. Ooh, I mean, shoot. <laughs> we need a ring of fire. Boy, we do. Uh, we could have used one about three days ago. Good Lord. You know, that was the only day that everything, well, had to keep the chickens' water from freezing and everything else. Did that with heat lamps and all, but that daggum pond out there, I, I run the I run a well in it when the usually when the uh, temperatures get below freezing just so I don't have any pipes in the wells break I'll run it into the pond down there. Yeah, and you ought to seen the prettiest little ice garden I had where that where that wind was blowing it right yeah <laughs> into the uh, oh shoot all that leftover uh, goat weed and stuff I had the prettiest little ice garden down there you ever seen so. And and then I walked out to to uh, make sure that the goats didn't go walking out on that ice, and I, I was breaking up the corners of it to where they'd have you know a way to, to stick their nose in there and get on get them a drink. And the goofy ducks were you'd see them they'd walk across that ice and then they'd fall into a little thin piece and then they'd flutter flutter and, and climb back out of it. And it was just funny just sitting there watching them. But, you know, that was the first time. They never froze one time, not even the edge of it. But that, that, that last night of that, when it dropped down to 14 or whatever it was. It, Is that it what you hit up there, 14? That's it, cold, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they missed the forecast again for today. I mean, it, it it's supposed to be, uh, you know, in the 30s up until noon or 1 or 2 or something like that. So, needless to say... I haven't even talked to anybody this week that fish. Uh, it just no, a lot of just too miserable. <laughs> it's, it's been that yeah. kind of week, man. <laughs> <laughs> it has been. Uh, I mean, it was one of those deals that we managed to make it through the freezes without breaking any pipes. But yeah, if you go down there and you'll turn one of these valves on or off to to cut the water off, and and some of them may have not been. Maybe we were lucky that on that last big freeze that they worked again, the little yeah. turn tile valves. And, they, and then next thing you know, they're sitting there leaking, you know, because the right. seals are 20 years old or whatever. So, yeah, I, I spent, you know, my body's not built for crawling underneath the kitchen sink. Not when you get and, our uh, age, man. That's, uh, boy. that's when you yeah. uh, hit that nine uh, eleven number to your favorite plumber <laughs> get out <Boy>. of here <laughs> well I, I got in it i got into it too too far to get the plumber so i had to have her on standby to pull me pull grab my feet and pull me out, out of under it. yeah yeah so don't go off anywhere because between only one door to crawl into and the cross member that wouldn't come loose because it was made as one piece it was oh well Anyway, right. I've turned around and fixed, you know, <laughs> fixed one imagine. of them. Uh, yeah, I mean, it just, you know, well, she ended up getting a whole new sink out of it because the more I mess with, the more it leaked. Uh, oh, that's boy. usually how things turn out when I do it. But, yeah, I fixed the cold water, and I said, well, 
when I went to the store, I bought two of everything because, you know, there's a hot water right next to it. And sure enough, when I got ready to open it all up, it started leaking. So went ahead and did that. And then I looked up at, uh, and everything's fine. Nothing's leaking. I thought, terrific. I, I actually done something good, but I only had to do it one time. But sure enough, uh, that something else started leaking. So anyway, she got a whole new sink out of it. But golly, trying to get the old stuff out of a twenty-something-year-old sink. Uh, come on. Yeah, that's it. It wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah, wasn't one of them fun days yesterday. So uh, I, I'll pay for it today. But well, other than that, be you know, day. It's usually a two days after you do something like that. <laughs> The way it is with me yeah. next day i'll go well i'm not that stoved up after doing all that yeah. and then it's the second day oh uh, yeah that, that's that's normal you're right that's usually the day after uh i can only imagine what the water temperature is, was after what three three solid days of that uh, yeah i'm I sure it's down drop pretty good you know we got down to around 40 40 oh wow yeah that's cold man yeah, and then, and I didn't think it got as cold down there as quick as it did up here. Boy, it did. You know, for that week. It got cold. It froze on the island in Galveston down at Freeport. I mean, it. well, I was talking to Hammer a while ago. It got to, what did he say, 24. He's right there on the beach. But, uh, you know, I'm mm-hmm. north of there up on Trinity Bay, and we had 18 that one morning. Now was it? Did y'all have ice, or was it just that flurry-looking stuff? No, we we, just we had didn't that have any stuff, water. You know, little okay. icy conditions, but nothing. It didn't mess up well, the travel down that way like it did, you know, north of Houston. Well, you know uh, that when we had that big uh, freeze that last time, they shut them, and I haven't even talked to anybody at the ramp to see. You know, they shut the uh, pier now. You could launch the boat. You just couldn't go out on the pier. So that, and you could drive it up on the bank to load yeah. and unload. So I, I don't know if they did or not. I, uh, and I was, I was before they changed the forecast. I was thinking, oh, maybe I'll get out on the water. And and yesterday, well, even when you could get out on the water, you couldn't handle the wind. Yeah. I mean, it's just it, it's been blowing and it blew through here again during the night sometime when it drops the temperature back again. So it'll, it, I might not be able, may not get on the water uh, until Tuesday or Wednesday. I hadn't looked that far ahead because every time I look ahead, it changes. Uh, yeah, if you I don't, don't like the forecast today, just wait 12 hours and you'll get a whole new revised one that uh, may work yeah. into your favor. You just, you know. Yeah, we just have to wait and see. I, I know I I know, you know my boat's not it's in uh, a covered area but it's not completely covered so I went out ahead of all this and pulled that drain plug out and make sure there wasn't any water stored up in there and run the pumps and things like that just to mm-hmm. double check I mean I've never had anything freeze in there but I didn't expect to go out there and see ducks walking on the pond either. True. Well, well, next week they seem to enjoy like it. Washout, man. I mean, like Monday, eighty percent. Tuesday, eighty. Wednesday, eighty. Thursday, forty percent. Friday, sixty percent. Saturday, forty percent. Man, I'm not <laughs> liking that. I'd rather have the cold and that wet stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's. Uh, 
I guess I need to go out there. I'm losing water somehow in my levee that, you know, in the pasture that puts water in that far pond of mine. So I need to go out there and do some work on it before the rains get here to catch a lot of water that's running off into the oleander bushes uh, that's gotten filled up with leaves and everything else. So so at least when they built that pond out there, they realized that I was going to lose a lot of water, so they built the levee, you Mm -hmm. know, to... Just a little small, and you can mow on it and everything else, but right. that helped fill that thing pretty quick. And knock on wood, it hadn't, it's never went completely dry, even after the droughts we've had. So. Yeah, that was a good one. Boy, I noticed uh, all the crawfish farmers and everything are whining big time, and all the crawfish eaters are whining even more when they do get them. They're so <laughs> expensive right now. But that, I was reading a, a small article about... Uh, what's going on over in louisiana with these crawfish from the drought i mean that was severe and they mm-hmm. they lost all their brood stock and what they do have left that you know that's their brood stock for reharvesting for next year it looks like uh, this year and 2025 are going to be real slack on crawfish mm-hmm. it's going to be tough man and yes we won't have you get this cold water on top of that you know that they had experience so it's and it may be March and April before they get any kind of numbers of crawfish. To they're, they're not going to be able to keep up with the demand because of the populations. It's pretty sad. Yeah. Maybe go to shrimp instead. Of course, I don't know what that does in that industry. Which is way more too, bang for your buck. It, I never thought I'd live to see shrimp treated cheaper than crawfish. You know, when we first started boiling them, they were 15, 25 cents a pound. Mm. Now they're just, well, I know somebody went out to eat, eat some uh, last week. They were craving them, and they paid seventeen ninety nine a pound for cooked crawfish. Going, Lord, oh, wow. have mercy. I'd have to really be craving mm. them for that. Well, it's going to be one of them deals, I guess. Yeah. Just have to do what you can. I guess we won't have the crawfish boil at the church this year. <laughs> Well, if you have habits, you better plan on it now and try to reserve them for then, and then there's no guarantee that you're going to get them. You know, that's we yeah. shall see. But all experts yeah. are, you know, pretty negative on, uh, you know, keeping up with supply and demand. It's not going to happen. Well, I just won't plan on it, I guess. We'll see what happens. I just, I'm just ready to get back on the water and, See what's going on with these things. I mean, this is usually the time of year these fish stack up in one spot. Yeah, this you is can, your time of year to start uh, <laughs> pouring the coals to them, man. Well, we used, you know, I remember we used to do all those shows, you know, in town like Bass Pro over the other day. That's in, that's in January, isn't it? It's been well, so long since the, I did one the boat of them. show coming up, and then the fishing show is going to be like the middle of February. It's going to be early this year. And uh, I'll I'll be over and out of the way. Then you got the rodeo. You got a lot going on. Fixing start happening here. That was always, you know, something we had to plan on during January when when our fishing was just fixing to start turning on here. Right. Then you had to plan in there for, what, a week or seven days of that. Well, the boat show used to be like 10 10 days. 10 days. started the 1st of January, but they've moved it back a little bit. 
Oh, well, I, I sh shouldn't be out there jerking them on, on Carolina rig and the jigging spoon. You know, right. uh, your hands are cold. You, you can't hold them broad hardly, but hey, uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully the, uh, the boat will be ready to run when the weather. Yeah. Oh, it's always ready to run. Yeah, I kept yeah, all my chargers up with us. through that cold spell to make sure my batteries didn't get zapped. Uh, you know, I leave them on a maintainer. Well, yeah, I leave I'll, my trolling motor, you know, batteries, so, uh, the 36-volt system, I leave it plugged in all the time. But uh, for, like, my starting battery in the back, I don't have it on that yeah. uh, charger, so I just hook up a, you know, a charger and just keep it on uh, – two amps and just let it sit there and run all the time keep it warm through the cold well, you know during during the summertime i'll usually put a little small fan back there because those chargers can get pretty hot yeah and uh, some of those bigger four bank chargers they have a fan built into them but I've, i put a three bank charger on 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 the uh, trolling motor batteries and i've got a maintainer that stays on the cranking battery although you know if you're everything's working right normally it'll stay charged just running it you know every day or so right <clears throat> uh, anyway keep them keep them up yeah of course i don't usually let one last cold. you know yeah, I don't usually once they get two and a half years old or two years old, it's time to uh, replace a regular acid battery and battery. Yeah, uh, my starting battery, I replace that every spring, every March or April. I'll put a new one in there whether it needs it or not. Yeah, because that's a sickening feeling. You reach over and hit that switch. You're sitting there with customers up there and in just the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. Not good. Uh yeah, uh, normally I keep them. I always keep them fresh, but I still make sure I got one of the little, them, uh, what do you call it, jump deals in in the truck or in the boat. Yeah, one or the other. Yeah, especially on a very up. cold morning. Right. But uh, we'll get some we'll get some fishing going on here pretty quick. I just this weather just you know, and that's normally February is gonna we're gonna have some more of that cold too, but. Yeah, usually we pull one in February. Hopefully this year we're out of the out of the woods on it. Yeah, well I hope so. Uh, I don't like you said. I don't like the cold. I'd rather have it hot than cold any day. Yeah, that, uh, I'm kind of the same way. That's uh, mm -hmm. we're not used know, to that stuff here. <laughs> no, that's just I'm not acclimated for it. Mm -mm. I was born in the South, and I'm gonna stay in the South. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we we were born in the days of attic fan pulling air through the through the screen hey, window. Was, hey, you'd be freezing to death in the mornings too. Oh, I mean, wake up, it'd be yeah. cold with that attic fan on. I, I'd get in so much trouble, you know. It, it had a, it was a, a timer where you turned it and it clicked back down until it cut off. Right. And uh, my dad gets so mad, he'd get hot at night, and I'd go, he'd sleep through anything, and and I'd go in there and turn that fan on for like an hour, or so so I could go back to sleep. So I got I got more trouble over that than anything else. Oh yeah. So I guess I guess getting in trouble with something like that so, is you're a winner. So. Hey, them old <laughs> times didn't right. like you messing with their stuff, and uh, hey, I'm no. same way. The older I get, hey, don't touch it. <laughs> <laughs> leave it alone yeah, you might you might mess it up mm -hmm. uh, well, 
Oh, well. What, what it is. Well, Bob, hey, it's I'm all glad good. you survived the, <clears throat> the blizzard, the Texas blizzard. Well, so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, at least it was dry. You know, that that was the, the whole thing. Nothing was frozen. Oh, well, it'd be all something had, frozen. I just think if it had been wet and that kind of cold, man, you talk about power outages and uh, trees and, you know, kind of like they get in Arkansas in the winter. Oh, yeah. I'll oh, pass on that one. Uh, thank you. Yeah, they can have that. All right, buddy. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll get some fishing. You. While you get going fishing here, how do they get a hold of you, Bob? Uh, 281-460-9200 or com. Y'all have a great weekend. Good Stay talking warm. to you, Bob. You too, man. You too. Take care. All right. All right. That's Bob Green up on Fayette County. And it's time for another break. We'll be right back. Well, bless my soul, but what's wrong with me? I'm itching like a man on a fuzzy tree. My friends say I'm acting wild as a bug. I'm in love. I'm all shook up. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. On this Friday morning, let's uh, run Matagord away now. Let's check in with Captain Tommy Alexander. Tommy boy, what's happening? What's up, Mickey? What's up? Not a lot. Looks like you had a decent weekend this past weekend. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm on a roll. I got two weekends in a row. <laughs> man, cashing checks. That's, that's what it's all about. Checks. Getting a check, man. Yeah, two weekends in a row, so I'm happy with that. Uh, yeah, it was a good weekend. We were we went down. Well, I would say up, but it went. It's Where not you up. Fish, we went down. Creek? Yeah, we went down to Cleto. It's south, so we went uh, down to Cleto Creek. Yeah, I like I like Cleto Creek. It's a it's a I've cool never little lake there. I need to try it. It's a. Uh, it's hard to describe. I mean, it's not like anything, you know, like Fayette or Conroe or anything like that. It's totally different. It's it's more of a long, skinny. You know, it's not. There's no wide open bodies. Even the what they call the main lake is still not big at all. You know, it's not very it's not very open. But it's long, and there, and you can run for a while. It's just it's just it's just like a it's almost like a river system. You know, it's almost like fishing a like fishing a big river mm-hmm. it's got lots of trees there's trees everywhere oh i like i like fishing like that there's trees all over the place uh some of the spots you got to kind of know where to run too i mean there's some of it you gotta you gotta learn where to run you can't it just well, yeah, just take I off so. kind of like toledo bend yeah it's like that it's uh it's like a smaller version maybe of that. Right. You know, because, of course, it's not anywhere near and It's not even close no. to that size-wise. But <clears throat> but there's trees everywhere, and, and, and you got, you know, you got to know where you're running. But, I mean, it's a good lake. I like it. Every time I've been there, I've it's been good to me. You know, it uh it doesn't take the amounts of weights to win most of those tournaments as it does like on Conroe or Rayburn. But, mm-hmm. <clears throat> But well, I mean, it was up, good. We ended up winning big fish, right? And then second oh, and second, or whatever. yeah, second. We got second overall, and we won big bass. Wow, that's good. Yeah, man. we we our big bass was six forty, which which won that, and then we had like eighteen pounds. Our stringer was like eighteen pounds, which was second. Yeah. 
I think first was like 19-something. They beat us by like a pound for first. And then third dropped all the way down to 13. We, oh. It dropped like five pounds from, from us to third. Right. And then it went it went pretty fast. I mean, like, it went 13 to like 11, 10. Yeah, it tapered I off think, quick. Yeah, real quick. Like fifth place was like 10 pounds or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it went down real quick, and there was a lot of people that didn't just didn't do very good. But and I and I get it because it was they weren't everywhere. You know what I'm saying? We, right. Because we fished a few of our spots and we didn't even get bites in. Mm-hmm. They they definitely weren't everywhere. Even what even some of our better out. spots. So the five we weighed in literally was kind of on different stuff. But the five we weighed in. The two biggest one, that 640, and we had a five-something. Both of those were on Texas rig. We were just on a Texas rig uh, trick worm, just a straight trick worm. Right. Just an old Zoom, a Zoom trick worm, Texas rigged. Old school fishing there, buddy. <clears throat> yeah, that's that's the, the 640 and the five, whatever it was, came on that. And then, let's see, the other three, two of them came on a spinnerbait. Right. And one of them came on a, a swim jig. Yeah. If I remember right. I think we caught two on a swim jig because we called we called once or twice. And uh I think the first two the first two we caught were on a swim jig, actually, I think. Those were our two littlest ones. Oh, we caught one on a rattle trap too, but I think we ended up calling it too that called it out too. Well, old Richard from Conroe, the fish dude, he's been he's been fishing in this mess at Rayburn, and uh, oh. you know, fighting through it, you know, pre-fishing for that Bill Lewis rattle trap tournament Sunday. <laughs> oh, that well, there's a Bass Champ Saturday. Yeah, you got a Bass Champ Saturday and a uh, Bill Lewis on Sunday. Oh man, yeah. One morning, wow. he put his I, boat in, and it was frozen to the trailer. He couldn't even get it off. He had to back it in the ramp and let the water thaw it out before he could slide it off. <laughs> yeah, see, that's too, That's mad uh, at him. You can have that. That's real mad at him. Yeah. <laughs> well, I heard there was somebody had their plug froze uh, even last weekend when we were there because it was 29 when we took off. When they let us go Saturday morning, it was 29. Right, but it did warm up quick. You know, it got to fifty real quick. Mm-hmm. But somebody's plug, they had not. They didn't put it in the night before, and it froze all up, and they couldn't get the plug in. Wow! Man, I've learned. I've learned that with these bass tournaments, you put your plug in the night before. Yes. You know, you pull it out of the water. Go ahead and pull your plug. Let whatever's in there drain out or whatever for a little bit, and then go ahead and just put it right back in. Right because the next morning it might not go back in. There's a strong possibility this time of year. Well, all you can do when you can't get your plug in is back your boat in and let it sit there and hope the water thaws that plug hole and pull it out and screw it in and then get fishing. That's right. Or borrow somebody's hot coffee and pour it on there. Yeah, something. (laughs) Hair dryer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Come with some hot coffee and just pour it all around there or something. But oh, I'm glad yeah, I don't have to fish in that kind of weather anymore. Man, yeah, I don't. I'm not a fan of that. And luckily, I didn't have nothing this weekend, no tournaments or anything right now. But I've got 
I mean, I've got a bunch of them coming up. I think I've got three now, two, two or three in February. Yeah. I think maybe three. So almost every weekend in February, I'm fishing a bass tournament. Boy. And then, and then I got two in March, I think one in April. And then I was kind of, you know, I'll be, I'll be hitting back on saltwater probably around then or right. somewhere in April, April area. It's usually when I start hitting that again, pretty hard. Well, anybody down in your neck of the woods uh, been saltwater fishing? No, no, not that I know of. Can't blame him. Uh, <laughs> I saw, actually, I saw online, didn't talk to him, but I saw Michael Quebecca. He looked like he ran a trip yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I saw some little videos he had and looked like he caught three or four, maybe five redfish or something like that mm-hmm. is what I saw in his in his picture. I don't know where I, it looked like he was in a diversion canal or something. I don't know where he was at, but yeah, <clears throat> he looked like he had four or five reds, but I don't well, know. The, you know, the, the biting fish after these cold spells, they'll, they'll, uh, light off yeah. first and then your trout will come behind them. Once that water gets back in the fifties, here we go. Yeah. Start Which it might be again. a ways for that because I heard, I heard rumors that they some somebody said they saw thirty eight degrees in East Matagorda. Yeah, I saw that so, too. Somebody posted that up. They went out there yeah. looking around. The water was thirty eight in East Matagorda. Thirty eight, and then I That's heard cold. from uh, one of the game wardens told somebody that they saw forty. So out there, yeah. So That's yeah, cold. it was. That's pretty chilly. Yes, but yeah, everything's good around here. Not doing much salt water. I'm just hitting the bass pretty hard right now. So far, knock on wood, it's been a good couple of weeks. You should go try Coletto. It's it's a it's if you like trees and Texas rigging, it's pretty good for that. I, I love I love fishing Texas rig. It's a pretty good lake for that. Yeah, you no, know, you I love just worm take fishing. Worm, you could take a Texas rig and a spinner bait, and, and really, you could you could do pretty good on that lake with yeah. those two things. Now, there's a lot of other ways to catch them. Don't get me wrong, but right. it seems like every time I go, it ends up being those two those two things do the best. Mm-hmm. Well, or Carolina rig. That. There is some a few deep spots that we Carolina rig there. Got you. You know, but no, it was great. It was a great weekend. All right. Can't well, complain at good all. Good job, Tommy. Keep at it, man. You're on a roll right now. I'm going to keep them it, coming, brother. hopefully. You got it, dog. Well, hey, if somebody I'm going to sit and watch you. this. Watch this rain next week, it looks like. Yeah, it's uh looks like a washout. But uh Yep. Well anyway, if somebody wants to call you, Tommy, give them some info, bud. Yeah, they can uh look me up on Facebook under Tommy Alexander or they can text me, give me a call. If I don't answer, leave a message on my phone at nine seven nine seven oh nine eight two four two. All right, brother. Well Tommy, you have a good one. Way to go, man. Good All right. job. All right, thank you, Mickey. See you, brother. All right. All right. Later. All right, that's Captain Tommy Alexander in Matagorda. Now let's run down the coast of South Padre, and let's check in with Captain Brian Barrera. Brian, good morning. How are you, buddy? Pretty good, sir. Morning. How you doing? I couldn't be better. It's all good. All right. Thawing out. Same here. I'm actually <laughs> fishing. A, I'm actually, yep, same thawing out. And I feel crazy for it, but we're actually fishing early morning today because uh, it's going to be cranking the wind's gonna be just cranking 25 30 by you know i think 11 or so yeah so uh, we're trying to get her done early get the fishing done early today 
See what, blame see you on that one, brother. Yeah, yeah. Fishing's been good though. We've been catching fish. We didn't. We lucked out and didn't have any kind of uh, extreme bad weather down here. You know, other than you know, obviously we're all cold for a day and a half or whatever. But uh, no dead fish floating or nothing like that. So that's good. Yeah, and that's uh, what I'm hearing everywhere. That's real good. Dodge the yep. bullet. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, there were some people that were getting a bunch of bait mullet and stuff like that cast net and some mullet some of the bait guys had it a little easy i guess maybe there was some slow mullet cruising around but that's yeah, about they uh that's that's going on right. here a lot of mullet on top kind of stunned and swimming around real slow uh, shoot man those those guys who uh catch bait for a living deserve an easy day or two every once in a while i guess right. those guys <laughs> live a hard life those guys live a hard life throwing that cast net but uh yeah, God, nothing too bad happened, you know. Um, of course, I wasn't out there when it was like the coldest. That was would have been way too uncomfortable. But you know, before the that bad weather hit, you know, and then afterwards, the fishing's been been pretty good. Right. Nothing too too crazy, you know. I'm a uh, bit snook fishing, and the snook are definitely not affected by any of the cold because they're already in the super deep water by this time of year, you know. Yeah, I saw where you had a real good day. Caught a bunch of them with with a customer. What was that last week or early in the week? I can't remember. Yep, that was last week. He's an early morning sicko. His name That's is John good. Duhon, Joe Duhon, and uh, yeah, we did good. We did really good, and that was a lot of fun. And we went out yesterday and saw a lot of a lot of little tarpon, which was pretty cool because. You know, for the tarpon to be up and rolling, they got it's got to be a warm day, and the fish got to be happy. So we know those fish were happy. You know, yeah, and that surface uh, temperature is going to be more. You know, with the especially with the sun coming out, and I think that's why a lot of that bait fish, mullet, and all that come to the top of the surface. They're warming up. Yep, yep. I had some, I had some spots that I like to fish. That's like a black gravel kind of. It's like big old shoreline full of black gravel not a big old shoreline but 50 yard stretch where it's just a bunch of black gravel and i know that that black gravel uh heats up or retains heat right you know and um we just got on that and boom just started thumping snook 16 foot deep you know 18 foot deep and the deep stuff thumping and thumping. as soon as we get off that black gravel shoreline yeah we stopped catching Amazing. You know, so they were, they were sitting there. It was just a little one or two degrees warmer on that stuff, you know. And so that's they were like, you know, a lot of yep, times that's, when it gets cold, that's like a that, whole lot for a fish. goes a long way, brother. Yep, yep. And so I went out there the first day, and the lowest the water temperature I saw was, was 50 degrees, which is not horrible at all. Yeah. Um, it's but cold, cold, but it's not. There. 50 horrible. is cold for South Padre. Yeah, but it wasn't like definitely horrible like some people saw some like 48 degree weather i mean water on the flats mm. and stuff like that um but i mean i went out at like 10 i think it was and then by like two o'clock it was the six water temperature was 61 so we well, had a 10 degree fast. water 10 degree water temperature change and the fish really turned on and we caught a lot of fish and it was it was a good day yeah, cool. So we're hoping for for the best today, and then it's looking like I'm going to be getting some days off in the next 
within the next eight days or so. It's looking like about a 50 to 60% chance of rain. Yeah, they're predicting all that rain down there too, huh? Yep. So, well, fish while we can now because we're probably going to get a lot of time off next week. Yeah, that's that time of year, man, where you just, you know, you book them and hope you can get half of them in if you're lucky, you know. You just you just let Mother Nature give you your days off. You book that's every it. day and then let Mother Nature give you the days. So we'll see how it goes. My dad's heading up to the ranch for one last hurrah. Yeah, this is final weekend. Yep, you know, there's horns. been some, some good deer moving. Yeah, there has. I've seen some good deer shot here in the last, you know, four or five days and uh hey that's pretty cool i've got a a neil guy spot out here in baby about 55 acres i'm not sure if i mentioned it to you and i've been seeing them pop up so as soon as deer season's over i'm gonna go and put the 270 away and pull out the 300 get that 300 mag out that'll put one on the ground i'll put one in the dirt pretty quick so See if I can get my deer meat for the year that way since I didn't harvest a buck this year. Well, I got lucky and found a old coal buck that I've been able to shoot and get processed. Yeah, got, well, that's uh, good. I hunted hard for seven days, and uh, that was the only one. You know, there was there's others. You could consider them coals, but they were too young. You know, you just don't, you don't know what sure. that deer is going to grow up to turn into. And, yep. Uh, you just got to wait for that old six or seven year old that's ratchet head and pop him, put him in the freezer. Yep. So, so my dad shot a seven and a half year old ten pointer this year. Awesome. And we were very surprised. I was like, man, that's a that's a nice old buck, probably four and a half, five years old. And then we took it to the processor, to the guy, and uh, they aged it for us there and said she was like seven, seven and a half years old. Yeah. Big old, big old ten pointer, you know, and it was a actually smaller than it was last year so that's why my dad decided to take it out we figured it was regressing already at that point you know yeah most of these open range bucks you know low fence bucks are really probably their primes five to six years old and then after that they'll start declining yep this is this is an old gnarly one but it was cool i'm glad my dad got one because he's the one who puts in most of the work out there he's a He's a deer head, you know, so he's out there all summer filling feeders and doing right. all that stuff. Oh, well, um, it, it gets in their blood like fishing does ours, man. That uh, yeah, which is good because he's retired to keep them moving, keep them sure. hustling, gives him something to do. That's it. Ranch work. Yep. Yep. So it's good for you. I need to be out there doing a little more of it, but I'm on the water so well, much there's now. There's gonna that come a time you're gonna have to go up there and help him, man. It's uh, you yeah. Know. Well, I go a few times a year to do it, but. There's going to be, I'm going to have to start putting in some more work up there. we got some blinds to move this year and stuff. So The old having to lay blinds down in the trailer and move them is always a lot oh, of fun. Oh, yeah. That's, that's not <laughs> fun. It's dangerous, too, if you don't, don't watch it and get hurt easy. All yep. right, Brian. Yep. Well, hey, man, I'm glad you're doing good and everything went well through the through the blast, so looks good somebody wants to call you about coming down and hook it up doing some snook fishing or what have you how they get a hold of you man yes sir i've got some dates available coming up um easiest way would be a direct call or text 956-755-9413 or visit the website inshorefishingsouthpadre.com all right brian 
Hey, good talking to you, man. You have a good week. We'll see you, buddy. Thank you, sir. Thank you. All right, later. All right, it's time for our top of the hour break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.